Hey everyone, you're listening to Abhilash Clown Conscious Citizens. At this podcast, I talk about climate change, its impact on mankind, solutions that will define our fate, and technological innovations that can help. The episode begins. So, UNFCCC calls this summit every year with the agenda of global agreement on the fight against climate change. And the reason for conducting this summit is very important to understand. It will help us to grapple on the topic of this episode. In the late 80s, many of this world leaders recognized that global temperature is increasing and it will create a threatful climate effect if we won't do anything soon. So the summit was conducted in Rio de Janeiro in 1992 with the intention to approve the Agenda 21. Now, this Agenda 21 is nothing to do with any numerical series of events. It was drawn from the target that was supposed to be agreed that to save the world, the people in the summit decided that the target has to be 21st century. Hence, it was called Agenda 21. So the responsibility to take care of this global issue on the terms of regulations, check and balances were given to UNFCCC. UNFCCC is basically United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. And 197 countries, which means entire world, became its member party. And it was agreed that we are required to limit the rise of temperature by 2 degrees Celsius. And for the same reason, the annual meet started to happen. Now, this every year summit is what is called COP, that is Conference of Parties. There are four major countries who haven't participated in this year's summit. Uh, that is China, Russia, Brazil and Turkey. And there are many reasons why people have become disappointed on, on this no-show. And I think I would also like to show my disappointment on this as well. But keeping that aside, let's try and understand how the COP26 number arrived. Uh, when, when we speak about COP26, a lot of people think that, why does 26? Because we're in the year 2021. Then probably it should have been called COP21. Uh, but actually, this 26 number has nothing to do with the suffix of any year. Having said that, the numbering started at COP1, which happened in 1995. Yes, the first COP summit happened in 1995. Although UNFCCC got founded in 1992, and since then, the early summit has been getting the incremental number. So, why COP26 is only because it's the 26th year since 1995, that is, from the first summit year. Hence, today it is 2021, but it is called COP26. I hope that clears the confusion for many people. Now, this COP26 was titled as Target to Reach Net Zero by 2050. And the message was to communicate to the countries to come up with a plan which should determine all the things that they would be doing to assure that they will reach to net zero by 2050. That means the amount of carbon each country generates, they should be able to remove the same amount of carbon from the atmosphere. 
basically it's like you can't infinitely fill a garbage can to start refilling you need to clean or empty it so the idea was that you generate only that much carbon which you can offset it is not like that you cannot produce carbon for that matter when it comes to cop26 summit according to it you should be able to limit to how much carbon you can handle to clean if you want to generate more carbon uh usually you need better technologies resources and better capabilities to offset them and that's where the whole story changes from one country to another country india committed that they can do net zero by 2070 only and ideally if you look at it from a climate enthusiast perspective you will say that it's wrong and bullshit but let's try and see what is that problem that maybe countries like india or for that matter developing or poor countries would be facing so usa produces the maximum percentage of carbon that is 27% and then china comes which generates around 14% of carbon dioxide and india comes at third who is the contributor of around 7% now these three countries are responsible for almost 50% of carbon generation countries who are economically strong and developed are primarily those countries who are capable of carbon generation when this whole industrial revolution started so they were the early benefiter of this natural resource and because of that they were able to generate this stable economy carbon generation was one of the biggest factor that changed everything for them now with time countries like usa who were majorly the primary consumer of coal oil and gas became a developed country on the cost of the planet that we all have understood and realized today now with this all cop and unfccc the limit of carbon production on global scale have started impacting underdeveloped countries and for that matter poor nations as well because they have been restricted for their own possible opportunities to stabilize their economy because they are now willing to use their carbon reserves to improve their economy as well although i do not support this thought but these things are important for us to know that what mindset different countries are having so that appropriate support on decision making is planned by unfccc one of the ask is to help underdeveloped countries and poor countries by sharing technologies like how to design and develop solar panel in cost effective way because the developed countries now have eye on even better plans on encashing this opportunity of climate change uh the reason is the underdeveloped nations would need knowledge funds and technology to achieve their country goals and eventually the fear is that these rich countries will keep on getting richer and poor countries will end up getting extinct now along with the targets unfccc should align the goals for countries considering their actual state of economy and should help them gain access to technologies resources and guidance for combating the climate change because eventually for them if they won't die with climate change they will die with poverty or because of huge international debts 
Because these technology-rich economies have now set up their agenda to sell their pieces on hefty prices, which probably poor nations neither can afford, and even if they somehow manage to afford, they will not be able to pay back the debts. Fighting against climate change is not just a straightforward fight with greenhouse gas emissions or carbon. There are many things that is required to be taken into consideration if the actions of climate change is required to be taken in a serious manner. And UNFCCC is formed for this intended purpose only. It cannot be driven monotonously just by developed countries for encashing their own hidden agendas. Rather, they should come forward to support these countries so that they can transition to zero carbon. After all, it's a fight to save humanity and nothing is bigger than that. Although, uh, this UNFCCC has allocated funds that such nations can use to fight against this cause. But it's been so many years, the committed funds from developed countries have not yet been pooled. And that's a very important area where they have to start working on, seriously. Now let's face it. Why India would have taken 50 years from now when the summit wanted the commitment of 30 years? I guess India is also trying to grapple on the other agendas and opportunities in shadow of this event, like the other nations are doing. Understand this. To go to net zero in 30 years, there will be a lot of carbon-producing industries that would be required to be taken down on an immediate basis. And by doing so, there will be an increase in unemployment and also there will be a painful economic instability. For countries like India, that would certainly be more harsher than this climate change at this moment. And the clock will start ticking immediately for them. And the only way things can be handled is by keeping both the issues in parallel, that is, climate and economy. But actually, India played it in a very different manner. I think um, in order to reduce the production and use of carbon by 2050, India demanded uranium as an alternative resource. So, in a way, they actually agreed that there is a possible way to reach net zero for India by 2050. But this is something very important to understand. Uranium is one of those resources which have negligible availability in India. Okay? And by using uranium, India can develop nuclear energy. And this uranium-based nuclear energy generates negligible amount of pollution. So, what's the problem? Like other resources that India is buying from other countries, why they can't simply go and buy uranium? The answer is, India cannot. As to buy uranium, you need to be the member of NSG, that is Nuclear Suppliers Group. And that's where things become bit nasty for India. Because currently, there are only 48 countries who are member of NSG. And on the upvote of all these 48 members is mandatory to introduce a new member. And countries who are not the member of NSG, it is unlikely for them to procure uranium easily. And even if 
let's say India buy it from Canada or Australia, for that matter, from any other country, processing time and of course the cost is way too expensive to afford. Nevertheless, India has played this and in return they have said that if they get the access to the NSG membership, they will be able to accomplish the net zero target by 2050, that is 30 years from now as they will start replacing fossil fuel with uranium-based nuclear power. But China is resisting and forcing India to sign the NPT. Now, this is another important term, which is Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which means that after signing this NPT, India would not be able to keep any nuclear warfare capabilities. Neither India can use the technology for making any nuclear bombs. Now, you might feel that it's a great task, considering, uh, you know, the humanity. Why anyone would be allowed to keep nuclear technology for increasing their warfare capabilities, right? So, hear me out. This treaty has been biased towards five countries. That is, USA, United Kingdom, France, Russia and China who are allowed to keep their nuclear as their warfare technology. Whereas, every other country is discouraged for that matter. So, if India gets the NSG membership and if they sign NPT, then India can't consume uranium for any nuclear warfare capabilities. But still, USA, UK, China, Russia and France can. Now, India is demanding same rule for everyone. And they disagree to sign NPT, as India already owns its own nuclear warfare technology. And India does not want to throw it away if these other five countries are also unwilling to throw it away. And that's where this action becomes justified for India. But when it comes to climate change, this is a serious problem. And while negotiations are fine, there has to be a concrete and strong control of the governing body to mitigate the fair demands and to establish the right of equality. And at this point in time, UNFCCC is responsible to ensure such things. Although the cause is greater than anything else in the world, wiser and more equitable decisions will help everyone to come closer. If countries have to sign NPT, then every country should do and there should not be any exempt to USA, UK, China, Russia and France. If everyone has to move to net zero by 2050, then everyone should get the equitable support to do so. Because countries just can't stop working. There are people who are required to be fed and there is no intellectual property if the cause is global. Any fight, any fight for that matter which is global like climate change or maybe COVID-19, humanity is bigger than anything and every country should step forward reasonably and they have to invest their reasonable support. And this life-threatening change cannot be controlled if the rich nations and leaders do not act wisely and responsibly. And we do not have a time to waste. It has to happen now. Else, we will lose the chance to save the planet Earth.
Thanks for listening to this podcast of Conscious Citizens. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now to be notified on upcoming episodes. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that motivates and brings a smile. Thank you.